There's a lot of trauma. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Michael Jackson, hey? <laughs> We're out the gate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where did this conversation Jesus. start? Oh, I think we stopped there. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Tim's a sensible one. <laughs> oh, guys, uh, happy Thursday. Good to see you. The 13th of, uh, of July. Where's the year gone? It's crazy, isn't it? It's flying by. It's going fast. What a year, though. Days continue to roll. They do, yes. Yes, the wheels keep on turning. Um, we kind of uh, spoke about it last week. You were going into your three hundredth day, Barnsey. Mm. Congratulations, you Thank did you. it. You're well and yeah. truly passed it. But yeah. talk us through the pentathlon. Pentathlon, five events. Uh, started at five thirty in the morning on Sunday. Uh, rolled in, did fifteen kilometers on the ski erg uh, at about two ten pace. Um, and timed it reasonably well. All my estimations with the time and the kilometres covered were all pretty good, which was nice. Um, but yeah, it took me an hour and 13 minutes, so just within that 75-minute kind of time frame I gave myself. I uh, jumped off the ski erg, jumped onto the rower, did 15Ks there at about 2.04 pace. Had to get up a little bit more out of the seat through the row because my bum was just getting so sore sitting down for that long. Um, so I was breaking those up into like 3K lots, getting up, started out, have some salt tablets because I was like, oh, yeah, here comes the cramps. Uh, didn't do a hainty though. Didn't do a hainty and eat too many salt tablets, no. Um, and then after after 15Ks on that, jumped on the bike, did 30Ks, um, just sat on that consistently, um, ticked them over in, it was like, Again, it was probably about an hour 12, hour 13, so really good with that time. Um, getting off the bike seat, I was like, oh, I am sore. Here we go. Um, put my runners on, zipped up the tri suit, and out I went for a little trundle to the aquatic centre. Just ticked over 4Ks at 5.30 pace. Um, super stiff for the first probably 500, 1K. Eased into it, felt pretty good. Looked after Pongo. And went the short distance because I know he would have been angry if I went the long distance with my knee still not quite right. Um, rolled into the aquatic centre, paid, went straight to the 50 metre pool, jumped in, realised I couldn't kick. Uh, so I grabbed a couple of little floaty boards, did one or two laps with them, realised that was even worse because then my shoulders started to cramp. <coughs> and then I chipped away at the, the two kilometres in the pool just real slowly. One lap of freestyle, one lap of breaststroke. Um, until I, yeah, ticked off 40 laps um, and then finished in, it was like five hours and 13 minutes total. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd put that 13 minutes extra down to uh, the transition from paying and getting my shit sorted for the pool. Um, otherwise, I think I would have almost been spot on with the five hours. I didn't realise it was day 313. <laughs> Well done. Very fun. Uh, very, very, very good effort. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely yeah. smashed it. Yeah, appreciate it. It was good. It was a challenge, that's for sure. And good. one of our keen listeners, Dun, came yes. along for the ride. Couldn't have done it without Dun. His support, his uh, his boiler room sets on the on the uh, music, the tunes were sensational. Um, yeah, he was just fantastic in filming. I just wanted to get some content uh, to put it out there, and yeah, he was. He was allowing me to do the updates every 
every time I'd tick off a milestone, five kilometer milestone, ten kilometer milestone. So, um, yeah, massive thanks to him, and I'm glad <laughs> he he made multiple comments about where he'd rather be on a Sunday morning at that time frame, but he was still there and he still supported me all the way throughout. So, and he jumped on the each piece of equipment on the run as well. So it was very nice of him. Legend. Yeah, that's that's huge because it's it's lonely doing that on your own, but having the bro there, that's cool. Yeah, it just held you accountable as well. Like it could have been very easy for me to be like, oh, just rest for an extra couple of minutes or so. But I was just like, you know what, I'm I wanted to work hard, and with him there, I was just like, yeah, I've got to work hard to. To not impress him or anything, but to, to hold myself accountable because that's what I obviously said. And he does listen to the podcast, so he knew I wanted to work pretty t- hard as well. That's cool, bro. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. yeah. Now planning for the big one, the full year. Yeah. So what's that going to be? What, just you could do like a can of Coke every and <laughs> thing of donuts? What, and what, just did, what did you say the other day you could do? Oh, I know you said you could carry 100 plates, gun to head, and then... <laughs> yeah. Drop the uh, drop the forks holding four. Yeah, uh, yeah, just rad center things, you know. Mm. Gun to uh, hit things. Yeah. <laughs> How many donuts do you reckon you can? Uh, Liam Haynes, hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Tuning in from the states. Uh, no, we've talked about it, Jack. Uh, we're throwing around some ideas. I'm not going to confirm anything yet or put anything out in the universe. Oh, I just need to make sure my knee is okay before I. So I've got a couple of milestones I've got to tick off in the next 30 days to to then be like, yeah, let's have a good crack at this one year. And also though, like, yes, that's great. The milestone, um, sorry, the like the big achievements and doing those big events, you want to be sprinting again for, yeah. for the gifts for, yes. for, for the end of the year. Yeah, exactly right. So yes, I want to do something fucking ridiculous. However, I need to make sure that my body doesn't blow up in the in the meantime trying to attempt that singular thing. Um. But while she said he won't be joining for that, yeah. Is that uh, what that was? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I would love to. but So the, he says. Uh, I think if I did that and then the marathon less than a month later, I would be in a bit of trouble. Of and, course. Almost yeah. 100 days or so. Less than 100 days, right, to Melbourne Marathon? Yes. Uh, I think it's like 13 weeks on Sunday. I saw a thing on um, Instagram. It was like the countdown. Yeah. So it's getting getting close. Been putting in. I'm really yeah. three three weeks into training, or three and a half weeks into training. So just trying to build some volume at the minute. But ticked over fourteen today. Did you get fourteen? Fourteen today. Fifteen Tuesday with some hills. So try and go twenty on Sunday. So it'll be fifty k week, and then just build from there. Yeah. Um, How's your pace going? No, nah, no good. Um, it was never going to be about that. So I think like I went into coming back, started again with. 15 weeks or 16 weeks left and had the mindset of sort of just trying to build the Ks first over the first sort of eight weeks or so and then maybe get into some quicker stuff after that. But just, yeah, need the Ks in the legs first. Just getting it in. It's going to be a <laughs> rushed preparation. But, um, yeah, no, that, that's that's the idea. You, you are a fast runner though, Tim, right? Like when you say the pace, when I ask you is the pace like – what are we? What's the slow pace for you? Six minutes, five and a, five yeah. and a bit, six yeah, and six, a bit. Yeah, six would be slow. Yeah, like it's still. I and we don't compare, we don't but compare. I I run at like a an eight minute k pace, a seven and a bit minute pace. So, if you've ever and people only know this when they run, you don't know how fast running actually is and how fast people run uh, when you do it. And so, like that's still incredible, bro. Like, yeah, it's not 
crazy bloody the marathon runners, but you're still going to get it done. Yes, hopefully. Yep. No, no, no. no, no you'll no, be fine. You'll, fine yeah, you'll be fine. It's been so nice to see you putting in as well, Welshy, I reckon. Mm. I know you're rolling into work a little bit early to go then off on your run. Well, that's, that's the thing, like, um, most days I wouldn't. I think probably the thing that's stuffed me up the most. Obviously, the kids have been sick and Sarah's been sick and all sorts. But when the things are okay, the things that that's been the hardest is I always used to do try and do bigger sessions Tuesday, Thursday morning before coming into work. But now the kids moving daycare to Lucas takes you half an hour there, half an hour back in the morning, whereas it used to be like ten minutes to Delacombe, and then. If you're that 40, 50 minutes shorter in time, and if they're stuffing around, then your time is relatively uh, short before you've got to be in at work. So, uh, yeah, this week I've made the decision because Lucas isn't far from here, drop them at daycare and then just be ready to go for the day and come in here and be sorted. So mm. that's working so far for the two days that I've done it. So yeah, but it feels good to have, have that. Uh, yeah, all I think it's just then not wasting half an hour going back that way and then driving back to work later in the day, mm. just cutting across for five minutes from daycare to here and go from there. So That's awesome, bro. That's huge. Mm. But you've put your boys uh, into that daycare because eventually when you move into your new property, it's oh, closer to it's home? Like, it's like it'll be two minutes. Ah, perfect. Yeah, yep. so it'll be like a walking job um, to the daycare, uh, whereas yeah, now it's a long way away. Which is frustrating. Any more movements on on the property? I know. Yeah, it's been... flying along. Yeah, good. Um, good. So w- we haven't actually been able to go in there lately, just because there's, they've been constantly. Like normally, I'd drive past if I'm going to go pick them up from daycare or whatever, or dropping them off. But any time I seem to go past now, there's people on the site, which is that's good. Positive. So I drove past yesterday. The outside's all painted. So they've they had the hebel up. They rendered it. They've painted it. The inside, it looks like all the plaster's up and they were painting the plaster on the inside. Um, yeah, all the electrical and stuff's done. So then it would be, I suppose, the flooring and all the finishes and stuff and all the cabinets and that sort of shit and then all the plumbing and stuff. So so good. Yeah. Going from nothing, nothing, nothing to getting like the deed and, and all the paperwork to bam, now there's people there getting it done. Yeah. Yep. You're going to be in your family home. Yes, very soon. Uh, or not? I, I would. Yeah, I don't know about construction and stuff, and they haven't given us a clear date yet. But I'd, I'd say, like looking at it now, if we allow three months, I'd be reasonably confident it could be done in that time. Yeah, because you want to get out of where you're renting, because you're paying rent and your mortgage. Yes, draining. Yeah. And the mortgage just keeps going. Up. <laughs> but that's Amen. okay. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Get a house, mate. <laughs> Dad, who's that? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's just that's bloody Lincoln Jack. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a master plan. Let's all move in together. Fuck, that'd be fun. <laughs> it would for a week. Yeah. You and you two can share a bedroom. We, we do already. We do already. We've got three rumpus rooms. <laughs> We'll get uh, Sarah and Geordie to move into another bedroom. Rent will be really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the mortgage would be paid off. Uh, and some cultures, actually, they do all um, live together to, to, to stockpile money. And But then could you really live with your you know your grand, your granddad, your mum, your dad, your siblings? Like, it'd be quite full on, I reckon. We've been talking about this a little bit more often. Well, the last week or so, Shane and I had this conversation about 
say his his young boy Ferg and and then my potential future children as well. The the likelihood of them being in the same house for a longer time is is go, is pretty high. Like that's the uh, that's the state of what we're living in at the moment. I think in terms of the the economy and everything. So it's, I think it's just going to be a normal thing where you're looking at rather than moving out when kids are 18. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be in the house until they, they, you know, they're probably 30, they're a little bit older. They might have their partner in the house with them for a little while. So I think it's just going to, it's a common theme that we see in more, like, yeah, 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 Asian countries, but it won't be long before it's the same here, I think. Well, you we kind of look after mum and dad as they get older. Did you guys move out of home then ever move back? Uh, I moved out at the start of uni. Um, and I never officially moved back in with mum. No, I've always been in a share house. Yeah, I've been in share houses that mum have mum has owned. Yeah, um, but as a renter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, no, no. Oh, the only. Uh, so I went to res um, for the first few years. So I would just go home over the summer and work and stuff, but never like yeah, it was very much a uni finished a uni start time period. So. Yeah, I think uh, grateful for, for parents is when I moved out and then moved over to Australia, lived with some friends, and then mum and dad eventually, or mum moved over. But then when I eventually moved back to New Zealand, I lived with my friend's parents, which was quite weird actually living with other people's parents. Like, you know, you know your friend's mates. Uh, sorry, you know your fr- you know your mate's parents, but then when you live with them, it's a whole different ball game, um, different rules, and, and it just – as much as I loved them and, and they're still very close in, in my life, I'm so grateful for my parents and how we had it and just the way things kind of operated. Um, living with other people, uh, you know, other adults, it's like, fuck, my parents gave it to us easy. We got it good. Sneaking out and shit. It's front door's right there. You didn't even have to sneak out. As long as you told mum where you were going, respectfully. Mum, hey, I'm going out. Mom, okay, let me know if you need me. Like, it was never... Oh, got a tiptoe, and we were always the safe house to go. Um, oh, like if my friends wanted to smoke, like if they were cigarette smokers, a lot of my friends started smoking cigs young. They'd always go, "Oh, can we smoke?" I said, "You got to ask my parents. Mm. Don't ask me. I don't smoke cigs." Um, so I'd always say, "You got to go and ask my mum." So my mate Eli would always go, "Oh, Jen, can I?" Smoke cigarettes out the back and like be all shy about it. She'd be like, Yep, just put your butts here. Thank you for asking. Because she'd rather us at home than out on the, the streets, streets, you know, causing a ruckus. Mm. But then cigarettes turn into marijuana and, and then you're drinking and doing drugs. But it's, it's the past life. Mm, good times. New Zealand life. New Zealand life. Mm. Every New Zealander pile <laughs> <laughs> all the time, apparently. Yeah, we not to generalise. <laughs> yeah, I forget—is it legal over there? Like, no, 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 no. Um, kind of here. Yeah, if you were walking down the road and and you got pulled over uh, by walking, if different story if you're selling uh, or, or intent to sell. But if you were just smoking a doobie at the corner or at the park with your mates and some cops came, you're not going to get arrested unless you were an absolute asshole. Um, but if you were driving and smoking, yeah, of course you, you'd be, um, you'd be in trouble because we don't want drug drivers on the road. Um, is that the, obviously it's legal over in Canada. Yeah. So is that, that's still the law that you can't be high and driving it was a hard one it was a real hard one because they could still test and if it was in your system they could technically give you a fine um like i got pulled over and 
all the guys in the car that I was driving were smoking weed mm. and they just asked the Mounties to see, could you please put that out? Um, and, and they said, oh, look, uh, are you having the windows open? Are you smoking? And they asked me, and I was smoking, but of course I lied. <laughs> I said, no, 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 not while I'm driving. They said, okay, well, as long as you're not getting too affected by the the other smoke, like because I was sensible and very yeah. respectful, um, they just said, look, if you start feeling high, please pull over. And they're very nice. Um, one time we were at um, in Banff CBD, little clubbing section, and we were all passing around a doobie, and this was my first year there. And I didn't realize how free it was. Like I knew it was legal, but I didn't know how free it was. And I'm smoking and then they're like, oh, the cops are coming, the cops are coming. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, you fucking smartasses. Yeah, the cops behind me. Two Mounties walk up and they've got these beautiful red coats on. And they look the part and they're like, oh, excuse me, buddy. Um, What are you doing there? And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, and they're like, "Hey, look, hey, totally legal, man. You just gotta go down over there because we don't want you on the main street because it might be disrespectful." And I'm sitting there, my heart's racing. I'm going, oh, "You're actually right. Mm. I'm the asshole for smoking outside the the pub when there's an alleyway. Go down there, tuck yourself away." And they said, "Yeah, in front of schools, churches, or in public places, we just ask you to move away." And I'm. I was just like, whoa, it's a whole different world. And then that made me appreciate it a bit more to be like, well, you're actually right. Like, you can't be putting in people's faces. If people don't like it, you you can't push it down their throats. It's like peer pressure. Uh, Even with alcohol, I feel like in New Zealand, Australia as well. Oh, how many drinks did you have? Oh, have another one here. Have another shot. Have another shot. Let's get pissed. Like when I drank Jack under the table. Oh, I was, was going to say, this is literally what I was thinking of. <laughs> See, it's, it, and it's such a competition. Barnsley is, is, he is the, the example of a fucking Australian competitive, competitive person. Per, yeah, which, hey, and that's just our culture. But why have we normalized that to be like, you know, and I won, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were first to go home. You're right. You are. You did win. I did win. Yeah, yeah. I got exactly. <laughs> Barnsley bought like two hundred dollars worth of these fucking cocktails. Shouted the whole team. It was all right. <laughs> I was like, that's like that's like a month's rent, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, thanks, Jack. <laughs> you should have come out, well, she. Barnsley was on one with the card. Wow. Must have been a good month at the at the red. <laughs> oh dear! But it shouldn't be a competition, You're right. especially with drinking, because we don't do it with food. Oh come on! Well, maybe we do. Sometimes we do. Yeah. Keep eating. Oh, you could finish that. You'll be finished. And that's all. That actually just opened something in my head. That's what I always was, and we may have touched on it before. I give Jack your plate. He'll finish it. Give Jack your your thing. He'll finish it. So maybe we do do it with food. With some, it's like it's okay to be full. It's okay to not drink anymore. Deep. Deep. That took a fun turn. Yeah. Um, Bands all over shop today. Yeah, that's how we like it. Um, yeah. Update. I'll uh, be able to touch base next week. How I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh, I was actually I'm talking to uh, Tim earlier this week. I think on Monday. Um, about the expectation I, I'm putting on myself and you were touching on it when Dun joined you for your day 300 and it made me think this weekend I, I'm venturing into a different world um, and I'm very nervous, I am nervous, but I'm excited nervous um, because I know Mars. I'm, pardon? Going to Mars, different world. I'm going to Mars, I am. I am. I'm Elon Musk right now and I'm travelling um, because I have 
maybe people I have expectation I feel like to to do well and I know that I'll be able to just do what I want to do but it's almost like I've got my girlfriend Hannah and my dad literally giving up their whole weekend just to help me and it's quite a hard thing to think about and go well they'll actually give up their whole time just to help me and then Hannah's saying oh my parents want to follow can we follow you on on the the like tracking app which they can and I'm like oh shit like now this and which is a beautiful thing because they support and show love but it's like I'm going to really, I know I'm going to have to dig deep and I, I've got, um, I've booked Welshie in for just a phone call. Mm. i got mum for a phone call and now I've, now I've got my co-host from work, Lara, for a phone call just to help kind of get me because I know where my mind's going to go already because I know where it goes on a 50 and I know where it's going to go when I get to that point and go, oh shit, this is all unknown now. Mm. I'll go, once I hit that 50, I'll go, oh shit, this is all new. And I'm just going to, I can just, so I'm just going to, yeah. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Um, I just feel like I have a bit of pressure on myself, and I'm just putting it on myself. It's my own. Essentially, what it is. Mm. Yeah, it's not even pressure, but you're just. I don't know. You want it, right? Like, I, I want it. Yeah. yeah. So then, I don't know. Can you reframe your mind by thinking it's not pressure? It's just that this is something I fucking want. Mm. I'm just doing it for me. No one else. Just you. You still want it. That's a nice little. I don't know. Kickstarted it, keep going. Good mantra. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna get it done. Or what is it? Do, do, do what you can. Do what you can. <laughs> Think about that, and that'll, yeah, that'll get you. That'll, that'll get, get you going. Fire in the belly. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how we, we go. Go through sixty or seventy if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, and that's and that's what I need. That's what I. It's a competitive nature. It's the Australian. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be, you know, you'll be happy with whatever. No, I'm quoting someone there. Mm. Yes, a hater. <laughs> uh, they probably don't listen to the podcast. So <laughs> I'd be very surprised. They're um, getting popular. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, who would listen? No. What was it? Like 3,000 listens last week? <laughs> 3,000. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What's it? 3,000. No, we'd be over how many listens total? 5,000 listens? I'll, I'll be able to show you after this. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, we were 3,000 long ago, weren't we? Total listens. Oh, uh, total listens. No, I meant oh, I know episode. You, I know what you meant. Yeah. Shit talkers. Well, uh, anything else to add, boys, before we wrap things up, get back to the day? We just wish you all the best, mate. That's it. Oh, no, no, I know that. I mean, about your guys' lives. Fuck. No, that's all, <laughs> that's all worth, worth saying. That's it. It's all about you now, mate. <laughs> you don't you fucking put that on me, Barnsley. I will shit in your pillowcase. I know where you sleep. I walk past your room most of the week and I hear that thing, hey, Google, turn off alarm. Is that all you hear? <laughs> no, yeah, that's all I hear. Yeah, thank God, thankfully. <laughs> well, she's pushing the boundaries here. No footsteps sneaking around. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> no comment. What happens in the house stays in the house. Exactly. Mm. Apart from sleeping arrangements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, everyone knows we share a bed. We so. top and tail. Yeah. Three rumpus rooms. Uh. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> You're such a dickhead. No, I'm fatigued. <laughs> I'm fatigued. So that gives you an excuse to, to, you know what we need from you right now. What do we need? You know what we need. I think everyone needs it though. Tim's kombucha. <laughs> <laughs>
Shut out the game. Shut out the game.